Hello and welcome to episode two of It's Just The One Podcast. Actually, my name is Jake. And I'm Adam. And this episode, we're going to be looking at our most anticipated films of 2020. And we'll also be looking back at 2011 and reviewing the films from that year. No luck catching them swans, then. It's just the one swan, actually. So we're just at the start of March in 2020. So obviously a couple months in. Um, but we're going to go from here and talk about some of the films we're most looking forward to see. Um, some of them you might not know about. But um, yeah, we're going to be talking about why we want to see them. So we're going to start off with one that's actually already out. Jake's seen it, I haven't. So he's going to blast through and give us a spoiler-free review. Yeah, so this week uh, I went to see The Invisible Man. Uh, so obviously it's a remake of the classic Universal Horror Monster movie um, from way back in the day. It stars Elizabeth Moss um, as a woman who is abused by a boyfriend. A boyfriend turns out to be a, a very, very, very rich man working in the field of optics um, and he has developed a way to become invisible. Um yeah, I really enjoyed this film. Um, it's very much a thriller. It's not a horror movie. It's very much a thriller. Um, it's on the edge of your seat sort of film. Um, there are bits of it which are very jumpy. Um, I come out my seat about three times. Um, but no, the perform Elizabeth Moss's performance is very good. Um, she holds the film up very well. Um, the supporting cast is very good. I think it's well directed. The script's good. Um, you do have to suspend your disbelief quite a lot, especially for the last ten minutes. I think the ending of it is a bit rushed. Um, so is this uh, the suspension of disbelief? Is this more a case of dealing with the fact that he's invisible? Is there more things in there you need to kind of detach yourself? I from? think the the invisible part. They sort of nailed and i'll be honest i think the the way he becomes invisible and stuff is the least is the bit where you at least have to suspend your disbelief okay um the ending of it is a bit there's different aspects of it and different parts of the film and the narrative that didn't really make sense um when the film come to its conclusion however having said that the film you are on the edge of your seat throughout the film it does it, its job of making you jump um of being a thriller um yeah i really enjoyed the film um it's a good it's just a good film um I'd probably give it six yeah six seven probably yeah sobby. so nothing do we do we do, we, do, we do point fives <laughs> you can give it a point five yeah i'll give it a six point five um almost, yeah almost the first then in uni terms <laughs> yeah almost <laughs> almost yeah um so yeah. N- not to be writing home about but a pretty decent watch listen if there's not much out at the moment um if you just want to go to the pictures um catch some coronavirus then yeah it's 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 a good film to go and watch thank cool. you teeth until thank you very much right you're welcome <clears throat> we'll move on to well probably by the time if you're listening to this if anyone is listening to it um <laughs> we're going to be talking Hi, about <laughs> we're going to be talking about films in march so a quiet place 2 is a couple of weeks away from mm. coming out um it's probably out now but um yeah what what did you make of the first one 
Um, first one is brilliant. Um, I remember sitting in the cinema, waiting to watch that film, <laughs> and the bit where it comes up, where it's like the age rating and stuff for the film, yeah. like the whole cinema just opened <laughs> like crisps and sweets and stuff like that. It was just a sea of noise because no one wanted to make a noise when the actual film was on because everyone knew it would be be very quiet. Obviously, no. I think the first film is brilliant and it sort of harks back to silent cinema um yep. using just visual to sus to cause um suspense yeah um yeah on the edge of my seat all through that film it's the quietest that's <laughs> ever been in the cinema um it's a fantastic film if you haven't seen it, go and watch it and then make sure you go and watch number two because that looks just as good. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. We've got uh, Hollywood's probably like best power couple. The golden couple. Yeah. Of Big John. Big John, yeah. Little Emily. <laughs> Big, Big John. John um, Krinsky is such coming, a good actor. Coming back. I love The Office. And he's still... he's still, uh, And he's very talented at directing. Yeah. Oh no, he's boss, yeah. He's still in it. We get some flashback scenes. Oh yeah, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the first one... Um, yeah, he dies. yeah, yeah. I'm not like, gonna well done, waste any time, but yeah, <laughs> just drop that. I one. mean, it's a couple of years old now, and it's boss. If you haven't seen it, then that's, <laughs> it's your own problem. But yeah, um, kicking off on the audience. <laughs> but I'm quite looking forward to it because we get to see how it started. Normally, in these sort of mm. like apocalyptic films, where we we end up in the situation where the characters are already surviving and living in this yeah. in these uh, these worlds, but we actually get to see how it started, which looks pretty interesting. I'm mm. curious to see if it's gonna it's going to work you know yeah if there's a good enough reason but um we'll see but yeah it looks good it tom looks tom good. shelby in it tommy shelby tommy shelby's in it he is he is your boy with a beard <laughs> he looks fantastic um yeah i think going back to what adam was saying john krasinski obviously directing it again and he's wrote wrote it again um he is such a re- fantastic actor um, but he's an even better director, especially with the first one. Yeah, Emily Blunt, um, she can hold a film up on her own. She's yeah. a fantastic actress. So versatile. As well. Um, the two young actors in that film, or three young I actors, I can't remember the well, names. Three for um, a while, but they were really, really good in the first film. I can't, um, I can't think of the girl's name, but she's also in um, Hereditary. Yeah, I can't think of her name at all. She's a very talented young actress. Um. And yeah, obviously, Cillian Murphy's um, in the sequel as well. I don't think he has a bad film in him. Certainly, Peaky Blinders is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, he's such a versatile actor. Um, but no, he co- he looks like he comes into the fold in the second one. Um, very, very excited for this film. Mm-hmm. I think the first one was in my top five films of the year it came out. I can't remember what year it came out. 18 might have been 18 yeah yeah. um but no very very excited for that yeah i think um it's just my last my last point on on uh, a quiet place i think it's so uh refreshing to see good horror Mm. films obviously we'll we'll probably do a horror episode i imagine but when a horror film comes out and it is that good it's Mm. it's actually really nice like you know the stuff jordan peele's doing it's a very good time for horror it is yeah i feel like horror's the one genre at the moment where people can do creativity creativity mm-hmm. um and be creative mm-hmm. um because i don't think any other genre at the moment is letting people be as creative as horror is no no um there's a lot of originality at the it's moment sort in of, horror sort of in a like, renaissance at the moment it is 
And it is. Going back to what I said, Jordan Peele, the way he's using music. Yeah. Um, coming up with new, unique ideas. There's quite a few films on this list we're going to talk about that are horror films. Mm. You know, a couple of but remakes it goes back and stuff. But a couple of years ago, horror was very much franchise. Like, yeah, it was, Saw it was and, done. Um, Final Destination film Paranormal every year. Activity and Paranormal stuff activity, like yeah. It was crap. And it feels like now, do you know, with films like Get Out, with um, Us, what Jordan Peele's doing, um, with obviously A Quiet Place. Stuff like that Ari um, Aster's doing as well, so Hereditary and, Hereditary, and Midsummer. Brilliant films. There's, good. there's a lot of options in horror mm. to, to please everyone. And the, even people who like franchise films, so like Halloween came out a couple of years. Yeah. A couple of years ago, that was a really good mm-hmm. return to form, if you will, for Halloween. Um, yeah. There are good horror films being made at the moment. Um, yeah, just, we will probably do a horror episode. Yeah, definitely. Even yeah. though I don't like horror. But yeah, it's fine. I'll leave I'm that one. That's, that's fine. fine. Right, we'll move on. Mulan. Yes. Finally, a Disney remake that's not a carbon copy of the original. Let's get down <laughs> to business. Absolutely, Donny Osmond sitting opposite me. <laughs> right, so uh, the reason why I'm so excited for Mulan is they've not not that I've got a problem with the original. I really like the original. Uh, they've cut the songs. The original's great. They've cut the songs. Mm. They've cut some of the characters and mm. they've got rid of things that aren't real. Yeah. So Eddie Murphy's gone. The dragon's gone. Yeah. We've got a proper, proper story that looks like it's going to do wonders for Disney, I think. Mm. You look at Beauty and the Beast. I, I quite like the, the remake. Um, but then I The Lion really King. Was there any need for, to remake I, the, the Lion King? So I was very excited for Disney's Lion King. Um, I'll just go on a bit of a tangent here, no, actually. Fine. So Disney's remakes, I was very much on board with when I first watched uh, The Jungle Book. Mm-hmm. I think it was, um, purely because it was a big jump from what the original was. So I, it very yep. much felt like a separate film, mm-hmm. a different type of film. Um, it felt a bit more grounded, a bit more serious. Yep. Obviously, the songs and stuff were still in there, but it felt like a new take on the film. And I, I, I was very much on board with that. Mm-hmm. However, as time slightly. has gone on, they are just becoming carbon copies yeah. Of what the animation is, and I, I don't to the point where the Lion King, like the Lion King, I remember sitting watching that film, and thinking this is literally, and I mean, you could literally put the 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 first film on side by side, and it is shot for shot the same film, Which, every aspect of that. What, film. what is the point? There's no point. In it bring, it. Like obviously, I understand they've got the technology to make. Um, sort of these live action like animated type films like The Lion King it looks insane but what is the point the only point in it is it will make money oh yeah um, and that's what it all comes down to at the end of the day there is no need for that film um, if it was going to do the most disappointing thing of it is that it was John Favreau directing it I know. and he did do the, orig- the the Jungle Book that I just spoke of which yeah. was vastly different to the other one and I just think he dropped the ball a bit on that film i feel like he got I given an opportunity like and he could have gone a bit yeah he could have he just took I it think because it was guaranteed to he make could have gone darker i think if he went obviously it's a disney film and you can't go too dark but it's based on a shakespeare play mm. you you could have gone a bit darker with mm-hmm. it um and there were there are aspects of that film i liked i liked um timon and pumba i think 
Seth Rogen is just the perfect cast yeah. choice for that role. He's he's hilarious. And, you know, the music is good. Um, obviously, it's just the same music from before, apart from, I think, a Beyonce song. Mm-hmm. Um, Beyonce, yeah. It's essentially, the, uh, so this, this era of Disney films they're remaking at the moment, it's called the, the Renaissance era. There's like 10 films. I think it's like 89 to 99. So it's like Little Mermaid, that's getting remade. Yeah. Tarzan, remade. Beauty and the Beast, remade. Aladdin, um, Lion King. You know, I just don't understand. The they films know what are, they're doing. The so films aren't old, though. So they've looked at Jurassic World and Star Wars. And they've seen how well them films have done because especially Jurassic World, for me, was such a nostalgia trip. Nostalgia sells, it does. 90s kids like you and me, mm-hmm. unfortunately, if we will go and probably see a remake, even if it yeah. is shot for shot, just yeah. because we want that nostalgia. Especially with, with some people as well. It's like, you watch these films as a kid. Like, for my brother, for example, he watched, like, the Toy Stories and stuff as a kid. But now he's got his own kid who loves Toy Story, so it works, mm. per- it works perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a cash cow, essentially. It is but, um, we'll, a massive cash cow. We'll move on and come back to ripping Disney because it's on the agenda. But we'll come back to that. Um, yeah, next films. This is one you were telling me about before. I wasn't aware. Uh, New Mutants. Yes, interesting one, this one. Um, so New Mutants originally was set to come out in 2017. Um, so it was all filmed, wrapped and edited probably the tail end of 2016. Mm. Um, it then got pushed back um, for whatever reason to uh, early 2018. Um, it then got put on the shelf um, and there was talks of doing reshoots. Around that time, Disney bought 20th Century Fox. Yeah. Bought the properties. They now own 20th Century Fox. Um, and all of a sudden, New Mutants get pushed straight back out yeah onto the the cinema slate like it's getting released it did get reshot where it has it is that it's been reshot and it's going to be molded into the mcu right so this potentially is our first film of mutants in the mcu right which is absolutely huge if you're a comic book fan there's this I'm not a massive obviously I enjoy the MCU but mm-hmm. I don't know much about comics and does this mean they're gonna sort of finally morph X Men into the MCU? This properly? basically means everything that Marvel can put in a comic they can now put onto screen. In the same sort of universe or yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, so it's so, not a separate entity anymore. So, so obviously in the nineties Marvel had to sell the rights to all their films. Um, just to stay afloat, which meant X Men went to Fox, um, Sony went to um, Columbia, which is now so um, Spider Man, sorry, went to Columbia, which is yeah. now Sony. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they sold all their properties off, and then obviously Marvel Studios was born on the back of uh, Iron Man 1. Yeah. Um, they started making their own movies, started doing really well, obviously. Look at them now. Um, Disney got involved, yeah. and then they sort of started buying back their properties. So I think they got the Hulk back, obviously put them in the Avengers. They got Blade, um, all sorts of characters that have been in different films. Um, But the one that has eluded them was Mm -hmm. X-Men because Fox were doing films with them. They couldn't get the rights. Obviously now they bought Fox. 
Um, so they do have the rights back to X-Men. So yeah. this means like Wolverine, all the X-Men will be with the Avengers. Integrated. Um, so it's just interesting. The, the interesting thing is that obviously it started off as a 20th Century Fox film and now it's going to be put out still as a Fox film but under Disney. Mm-hmm. So essentially one film was made, that film was never re- released and now this film is potentially a totally different film to the film right. that was originally yeah. made um, because they want to fit it in the MCU. We, it waits to be seen. Um, it does, I, I do remember first, I do remember seeing the trailer for it when it originally came out mm-hmm. um, and was really excited for it. So it's quite dark, it's quite gritty. It's got more of a horror aspect to it. Okay. Um, it stars Maisie Williams mm-hmm. um, and a few other young, talented actors and actresses. Um, but no, I'm excited for that film. should be good. Cool. Uh, so from one uh, superhero film to another, we've got Black Widow coming out at the start of May. Yes. Looks pretty good. I mean, yes, it, yes, it, yes, interesting yes, yes, yes. standpoint. Now that the, the first phase of the MCU is over, mm. it's good to go back and see things we haven't seen mm. before, I guess. Um, yeah, it look, looks pretty good. Pretty solid. It does. It looks... Um, it's it's just what you expect really from yep. Marvel. Um solid, um, good action sequences, um characters that you've wanted to see on screen for a long time. Yeah. Um Hopper's in it <laughs> from <laughs> Stranger Things. I mean of co- um, of course with uh with Black Widow now as well, we're going back to someone who sort of started off as a secondary character mm. in Iron Man Two. Yeah. And then obviously became integral to the whole uh, storyline of the the franchise but so it's it is good that we it, when was Iron Man 2 about 10 years ago so 2011 so we've waited or 2010 2010 somewhere around then so oh yeah it was uh it was on my uh list yeah, for 2010 it was on your list. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah um so <laughs> <laughs> this is a character we've known for 10 years now and we're finally getting an independent film. film yeah what do you think about the cast so obviously Scott Johansson's back in the role. Mm-hmm. Hopper's in it. Um, We've got someone in there, and I can't. Rachel think of Weiss name. is in it. There's a, who plays her sister? Daniel Craig's bird. Ah, oh, um, I can't think of her name. Florence Pugh. Yes, she's she's, she's fantastic. Yeah, she's great. She is so good. Um, yeah. Obviously, Florence Pugh, Midsummer, mm-hmm. um, or Midsummer. Yeah, the Swedish um, word. She's in Macbeth, I think. Or she Lady was Macbeth. in Lady Macbeth. Yeah. Um, well, she was. In, this is sort she's of. Been, she's been in like a massive like pack of films in the this last is like, three years. This is sort of a big Hollywood. She's in a, she's in, she's in there, a big uh, rise now, isn't she? Yeah. But this is like a world stage. She's now. doing film after film after film. She was in that wrestling film. Um, oh, yeah. Fighting With My Family. That was a really good film. Great, yeah. No, she's... Yeah, it's safe to say she's uh, pretty much... She's a very talented, it. very talented actress. Um, yeah, it, it's a great cast. Um, obviously, I'm a bit of a comic book nerd, so Taskmaster is the villain in it. If you don't know Taskmaster, he copies... Um, anyone's fighting style that he's fighting so he's basically um unbeatable he is that's, an absolute badass that's interesting to hear actually because i was talking to uh, someone the other day about um the mcu and he told me that black widow has the highest on-screen kill count of all the characters that in the avengers sense. which makes it pretty interesting considering she's so uh, efficient in yeah killing people and now she's up against someone who's gonna Taskmaster mimic that yeah, is pretty cool bad bad man um, what's next? Um, next is a trailer that came out yesterday for us, probably about a couple of weeks ago for you. It's the new Tom Hanks World War Two film, 
obviously I've just watched this today yeah Jake I showed Jake the trailer today uh, it's called Greyhound it's about Tom Hanks who is um, what's his position in the army like a general I'm not sure he's like a commander isn't he yeah he's, he's a commander for a fleet it's the first time he's led a fleet across the ocean so he's they're going World from USA back to uh, Europe and there's a point in which they get across the Atlantic Ocean where they won't receive any air support for five days um, what they don't know is that there's a huge army of German U-boats mm. chasing them yeah it looks pretty intense a few strange issues it looks like with the CGI mm. it looks almost like a game it's, don't get me wrong it's not an issue it looks it looks like a great Tom war Hanks film duty. Tom Hanks uh, wrote it as well Jake pointed that out so that's interesting. Maybe he's like heading into more of a director, um, executive role. You know, he's produced now. He's written. Maybe he's. Going I mean, to it wouldn't soon. be a shock. No, I'd he's been in the business for forty years. I think. Yeah, um, long time. He probably wants to make that transition. Yeah, but um, yeah, Greyhounds. It looks. It looks boss. Yeah, Stephen Graham, the boy. St Stephen Graham's Steve in there. Graham keeps popping up. Steve Graham. Um, yeah. I obviously I watched the trailer today. Um. Reminds me of what was the Brad Pitt film with the tanks? Fury. Reminds me a lot of Fury. Yeah, similar, um, similar. Um, very tense, very, um, you know, loads of action. Yeah. Um, and obviously set in World War Two. Yeah, this film is probably right up my alley. Tom Hanks, as he's a very lovable actor. Yeah. But when he's given a very serious role, he is so good. He smashes it. Um, you know, thinking of like, like Captain Phillips, Sully, Sully. He, like all these when he's given recent... something that you can dig his teeth into, he's mm -hmm. really, really good. Um, and obviously, he's wrote the screenplay. Um, yeah, this looks really, really good. Obviously, the CGI looks a bit iffy. You, that you, will probably be fixed yeah. by the time you, the film you comes out. A trailer for maybe a Marvel film. We couldn't remember what it yeah, was. Yeah, I think it was either a Marvel film or it was Jurassic World. One and the trailer two. looked super dodgy. And but the when CGI the film was a bit out, iffy, no but then they fixed it. It was Jurassic World one. The CGI was really bad. I remember for the, the first trailer. Um, and then the film came out and it was fine. So yeah, they've got time to work on it. Cool. Uh, next, we have Woman in the Window. So I saw a trailer for this a while ago. Jake brought it back up, actually, uh, this afternoon. It's a horror thriller type. Um, mm. Amy Adams, Gary Oldman. Um, Julianne Moore. Yeah, um, Anthony Mackie's in it, apparently, despite not being in the trailer. But um, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's sort of like a psychological <laughs> thriller. I can't remember the word now, but Amy Adams plays a... Someone who's afraid to go outside. Yeah. It's not an agrophobe. She's basically trapped in her house. There's another word for it. But yeah, she she is terrified to leave the house. And she befriends someone from across the street. Um, and then she, see, well, she thinks she sees her get murdered. Mm. Um, the woman who she thinks has been murdered, her husband is a detective. He comes to investigate her report, mm. convinces Amy Adams um, that she doesn't know his wife. This might be a bit vague because I'm not using character names, but mm. um, essentially she see, sees something and then it appears to be false. Um, yeah, sort of like a psychological it thriller. a lot like Gone Girl. It's yeah. from the makers of Gone Girl. Um, I saw. I, I hadn't heard about this film until I saw the trailer for it before The Invisible Man the other night. Um, and it's really blown me away. It looks really, really good. Mm. Obviously, Amy Adams is on 
a sort of a role. Um, I do think she's probably one of the best actresses in Hollywood at the moment. You think of Arrival, mm-hmm. um, and you think of her work with um, Christine Bale on thingy, uh, what's his name's films, like American Hustle and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you think of them sort of films. She's a very bankable actress, if you will, um, someone who can hold a film up on her own. Um, but she doesn't really need to. She's got a good assembled cast around her, Gary Oldman, Julianne Moore, um, in supporting roles. It just looks very, very good. It, it looks like um, it harks back to them sort of... Um, what, what's the Harrison Ford film with Michelle Pfeiffer? Um, what Lies Beneath. What Lies Beneath. Yeah. It looks a bit like yeah. that sort of film yeah. with a cross between... Very, like, um, closed in... Very, yeah. Like... Yeah, like very uh, very claustrophobic, very. Um, it just looks like a really good film. Obviously, plot twists and stuff like that. It looks yeah. like um, we'll send you head west, which I'm all about. Yep. Yeah, very excited for that film. When's that film come out? Um, I haven't got it written down. I think it's in the summer. I think it's around June. Could be wrong, but um, I didn't explain. Probably the plot. May if it's yeah. the trailer's coming out now. Yeah. Um, I didn't explain no. the plot very well, but. Take a look at the trailer for yourself if you're interested. Yes, take a look at the trailer. And then you'll also get the date as well. But yeah, it's coming soon. Yes. 911. My neighbor Jane, she's been stabbed. NYPD. Why is he here? Mr. Russell believes that you made a mistake. You have never met my wife. We spent the evening together. I'm Jane Russell. She's not Jane. I know what I saw. Your doctor said that your meds can cause hallucinations. Um, next, I'm going to give you 30 seconds to talk about this because they're a joke. Fast nine. <laughs> they're a joke. I, I am a sucker for the Fast and Furious films. Um, they are utterly pointless. They do nothing. <laughs> they are the same film every time. However, <laughs> I enjoy them. <laughs> Um, so obviously last year we had um, Hobbs and Shaw, which was The Rock and um, Jason, Jason Statham. See, and you know, it just, it you just know. yeah, because it's just marketed Elba. everywhere. You can't escape them. <laughs> um, that was just so over the top. It was fantastic. Um, and this time it goes back to the original crew. So I think John, um, not John, The Rock's out of it. Um, so it goes back to Vin Diesel, hmm. um, Michelle Rodriguez. Um, and everyone like that, and John Cena oh. is in this one. So John Cena plays Vin Diesel's brother. Of course, yeah, of course, his brother's his long lost brother. His brother that couldn't help him in the first um, eight films. Yeah. So John, <laughs> John Cena's in it, um, and he looks very angry in the post. There. I'm actually not surprised. John Cena, like, uh, why is, is like they're going to bring like Sylvester Stallone into like the next one, or it, like it's turning into the Expendables. well, thing he's been in it, hasn't he? Um, from the thing, okay. Kate Russell's Kate in Russell. it. Kate Russell's been in them. Kate Russell's in them. Of course. Um, well, I didn't hate him, Kate Russell. Um, I like Kate Russell. I don't know what, <laughs> understand what the hell he's doing in Fast and Furious. Yeah, so uh, they're very good films. If you like them, you like them. If yeah, you don't I, like I, them, I, you don't like I, them. I understand the appeal massively with the action and stuff. I just think, come on, nine <laughs> films with spin-offs. But they're not... So <laughs> the first few... Are like proper racing films. I like the first three, and then they've sort of changed to these action yeah. adventure films. They, they were so they, they were know racing what they're films, doing. and then all of a sudden they were like, they were like driving cars off cliffs and surviving. Yeah, and like it's cool. Come on, it's cool. Anyway, we'll move on. The rocks in it. 
Yeah, the rock. And now exactly. John Cena's in it. Exactly, exactly. I know you like wrestling, so that's why you're da, da, fine da, da, with it. But anyway, next da, Wonder da, da, Woman, da, da. 1984 or 84. I'm not sure. 1984. Wonder Woman yeah. two. Wonder Woman yeah. two. Boss. Yeah, first one's amazing. Yeah, there's not much to be said. I mean, if you've seen it, then you'll know. If you haven't, it it's just a fantastic film. The first Wonder Woman film, mate. Honestly, I didn't really expect it to be good, but I enjoyed. it. I'm not a massive so DC much. universe film universe fan. I think Batman vs Superman is god awful. Justice League is god awful. Suicide yeah. Squad is god awful. Recently seen Birds of Prey, wasn't impressed. But this, didn't really like Shazam. This, her, however, her Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman as an independent character, independent film, so good, amazing. Um, Gal Gadot is fantastic as Wonder Woman. Um, she nails the part. I think Chris Pine um, in the supporting role is just genius casting. Mm-hmm. Um, he can build chemistry with anyone. Um, it's just the first film was such a well-made film. It really caught me off guard. Yeah, um, yeah and it was the, really, the, the, it was really emotional, and it was really. It, I left. There was a bit. Obviously, there's the bit in the no man's land scene in the first one. Yeah, that's awesome. Where obviously Wonder Woman is probably as old as Batman and Superman, mm-hmm. and obviously Batman and Superman have had tons of everyone knows them, and it feels like Wonder Woman got shit on a bit. I feel like people sort of expect it, it to be crap that, without that, giving it a that chance. That no man scene felt like years of being like s- suppressed and stuff like that. Yeah, like, it's like it is just, that, is that where it she's, was just literally like Wonder Woman's here. Sort is of that thing. where she's walking through in the shooting eye and she's like like lifting up here like oh yeah, yeah it's the bit, it's the bit where like she's like it's, it's no man's land, no one can cross yeah. it, and it's like oh she'll cross it. She's a yeah, woman. It's, it's a great metaphor actually. It's isn't amazing. It? Yeah. It's such a fantastic scene. Um, yeah, brilliant. It's. The, honestly, the first one, I do think the ending's a bit, yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, but the rest of the film, I can't fault the rest of the yeah. film. Um, strange casting on the villain, though, David Tewis. It's a bit weird. Yeah, and strange he, casting for this one because he's like he's the villain as this one. Uh, no, um, Kirsten Wig, right? Strange, just playing Cheetah, mm. her arch nemesis. Well, and, I like it, she's, um, she's cool. So. What's his name from Mando's in it, Mandalorian, and um, Thingy from Game of Thrones, Pedro Pas- Pascal. Um, that's his name, isn't he called? it? Yeah, uh, Oberyn. Oberyn, yeah. Yeah, he's he's going to be okay, a villain in it as well. So, um, yeah, Wonder Excited. Woman, 984, serious Ragnarok vibes from the style. Yes. Looks boss. Does. Next, uh, we've mentioned Jordan Peele already this episode. He's producing this film. Uh, I got excited and thought he was going to be directing I think he wrote it. it as well. He co-wrote it. He's not directing But uh, this film is Candyman, so a remake of the 80s horror film. 80s, 90s. Um, regardless of when it was, everyone knows what it is. You know, you say Candyman five times in the mirror and he turns up and does you in. <laughs> That's the premise of the film. <laughs> it doesn't sound great, but it looks really promising. Is that the Skulls Candyman? Yeah, yeah. Candyla. <laughs> no, so Candyman, yeah, as Adam was saying. Uh, 80s, 90s, Candyla. I think it's the 80s. Well, I could be wrong. I haven't seen be. it. But. Um, um, it. It doesn't look special. It, it just looks good. Do you think I like the trailer? Just looks um, like, um, directed by Nia Da Costa and probably one of the breakout films. Seems to be the the breakout one. But um, she's done a few episodes of Top Boy. If you like Top Boy, it's yeah, a it's the, British the, the, the remake, show. the remake of Top oh, Boy. Oh, the remake on Netflix. Yeah, I haven't a, seen that one. There was an original Top Boy on Channel Four like mm. seven years ago. I haven't seen either though. Um, yeah, Candyman looks looks cool. Looks good. Uh, I'll next. be watching it. Next, one I'm super excited for, Top Gun 2. Get in. Top Gun. 
Class. If you if you to talk about the eighties, it's all about Tom Cruise, Kenny Loggins, and what comes when you put them together. Top Gun. I don't like Top Gun. One of the cheesiest, I'm yeah, best films ever. I'm I know you don't like Top Gun, but you'll never convince me. <laughs> uh, yeah, Top Gun. Tell two. me why I should be excited for Top Gun too. Because it's Tom Cruise. I'm pretty sure Val Kilmer's back as well. <laughs> so <laughs> you get him in the bloody. <laughs> He's lost about, suit. lost about 15 stone. You won't fit in the cockpit. <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, it looks cool. It's, it's more about drones, this one, isn't it? Is it? Well, Tom Cruise is flying a drone. I think it's less about pilots and actual planes and more about pilots and drones and like warfare. I could be wrong. I saw the trailer a while ago. Should have watched it again for this, but um, yeah, uh, Top Gun 2. Next, Big Chris, Tenet. Yes. It looks like a mix of Inception and yes, Interstellar. Yes, 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 yes. Makes um, no sense, but looks amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, Christopher Nolan back with Tenet. Um, it looks like his version or his take on a spy movie. And, yeah, it's all the things you'd expect from a Christopher Nolan. So you had to be sent west to be put into a blender. Um, from the trailer, it gives nothing away. It just looks like an absolute mindfuck. It stars Robert Pattinson, Robert I think, Pattinson, obviously, yeah. before he becomes um, Batman which I'm very, very excited for. Um, and it's all... The, the, the guy from um, Black Klansman. Yeah, I can't think of his name. I can't, but he is a very good actor. If you haven't seen Black Klansman, go and watch Black Klansman. It's a great film. Um, but yeah, so them two star in it. Um, obviously, I think Michael Caine will probably prop up because it's Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, be very, very excited for this film, obviously. His first film back since Dunkirk. Um very interested to see what Christopher Nolan does. Yeah, definitely. Another original. So, you know, always excited to see them. Mm. Looks, looks great. like it does deals with time. Yeah, some sort of like... Going backwards. Yeah, like... Is he like a detective or... I don't know. I probably Any sort of like they have to look at stuff that's already happened. I probably but then it happens won't even know when I watch the film. <laughs> I think once we've watched it, yeah, we, we won't be able to figure it yeah. out. But yeah. It's, we'll watch it's it a few times. Classic we'll style. Um, Bill and Ted 3. Get in. Just great. Keanu Reeves it was always going to happen I think it's just one how Keanu Reeves is filming John Wick films and sandwiched in the middle is Bill and Ted (laughs) but anyway uh, yeah Bill and Ted looks cool Uh, there's a prequel to Kingsman called The King's Man Um, yes and it's got um, Rafe Fiennes big Rafe in it he's awesome Um, I like Kingsman 1 I don't Mm -hmm. like Kingsman 2 yeah Kingsman 2 I feel is very much there just to please people There's some, like, you know, you look at the first one, they've just sort of revamped the spy genre. It's, it's I don't cool. like that Colin Firth came back into it. Yeah, I mean, if you get shot on the face, you're pretty done. You're pretty you? dead. I mean, the spy films are far-fetched, but you get shot on the head and he doesn't die. I expect you to be dead. But um, um, Mark Strong has a great scene. Mark Strong does have a good scene. Um, and Elton John, boss. <laughs> <laughs> There's that scene, it's going around on Twitter at the moment, where that dog's about to eat Colin Firth. And Elton John just pops oh into frame and Rocket Man comes on. It's very Isn't strange. Isn't Tatum in the second one as well? He is, yeah. And all, yeah, and Jeff Bridges. Yeah. I need to rewatch it, but I didn't it's think it was weird. very good. Uh, but yeah, King's Man, yep. is this called? The King's Prequel, Man. The King's Man. And then, um, this is probably jointly our most anticipated film of the year. Okay. Edgar Wright returns with Last Night in Soho. Yeah. A horror thriller. Um, taken quite seriously. It doesn't look like he's going to be joking around too much in this one. Nope. It's about a woman who lives in an apartment in Soho. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. and she can sort of transport herself back to the sixties. Yep. Um, and all is not as it seems, Ooh. and it looks like it's going to become pretty gritty and scary. Anyone who knows me and Adam knows that Edgar Wright. Obviously, this podcast is named after it's a quote from one of Edgar's films. Yeah. Um, and if you haven't figured that out, then please leave. Yeah. Edgar Wright is obviously one of the best British directors currently working. Um, certainly the best young British director. Yeah. Um, he. His films mostly are all comedic, um, and they're all homages, I think, in a way, to, to, to films, to other films, yeah. to other film genres. Um, obviously, um, Baby Driver's last film was, wasn't was really a homage to it. It was like a standalone sort of original film. It's more of a sort of like a life. It was like a bullet life. sort of film, Steve McQueen's bullet. Mm-hmm. Um, it was utterly fantastic, Baby Driver. If you haven't seen it, please go and watch it. Yeah, um, best film ever. <laughs> best film ever. But yeah, very excited for this film. Very excited for anything that Edgar Wright does. The cast looks very good. I think um, is it Anna Taylor Joy as the main actress? Yep, she's a very good actress. Very good up and coming actress. Um, a bit frustrating, really, in the fact that there's literally no details about it. But I don't think there's a trailer yet. Is there? Nope. But that's also good because you know it's good to go into fi- uh, films blind sometimes, especially when you can rely on the director yeah. and his style. So, um, yeah, more updates on that, I suppose. Very excited when we get them. Um, next, Halloween Kills, the sequel to the remake. Ooh. Halloween, my favourite horror film. Your favourite? Yep. Of all time? Mm-hmm. Horror? Mm-hmm. That's a classic. That's a bold Classic, statement. can't be beaten. The original, unreal. Um, everything that came after absolute dog shit yeah the new Every, one was all right no i mean in sorry in between the 2018 and yeah 78 version i love the remake i thought it was am like, i right thinking john carpenter did the yeah yeah him and original. his son uh, john carpenter did the original yeah wrote the music and john carpenter and his son wrote the music for the new one so it's like the same but for anyone doesn't know him. john carpenter he is probably the one of the greatest horror directors ever. Mm-hmm. Um, loads of original ideas, and Halloween was probably his his baby, really, his baby, wasn't yeah. it? Um, but it was remade a couple of years ago. Um, Danny McBride actually wrote it, which is weird. The actor? Yeah, the comedian Danny McBride, Eastbound and Down, no. Tropic Thunder, Pineapple Express. Yeah, he wrote, he co-wrote the, the new Halloween, and he's involved in the second and third. No way. So, yep, the second is due to come out in October, obviously. Excited and, for that one. And the third, uh, 2021, back-to-back releases. Ooh. Good stuff. Horror done right. Um, <laughs> right, next. <laughs> Godzilla vs. Kong. I mean, everyone wants it, but... I'm very excited for this. Is film. it going to be good, though? I'm very excited Is for it going to be good? No, it's not. But it is. But... We were talking about Godzilla 2 before, King of Monsters or King, King of, of the Monsters. monsters. Um shit film but he beats the shit out of like seven other monsters for about an hour and it's boss when you're hungover and you're in bed and you just want a simple film yeah simple just just something very simple for your very for your very simple head godzilla and godzilla King king of monsters is that simple film that is so easy to follow it's it falls into i mean if you want it falls into bad films that are good yeah yeah so i'm thinking Transformers One. Yep. Um obviously none of the other Transformers. But Transformers One, um 
the two Lara Croft films. So it's like maybe Pacific Rim. I Pacific Rim. Yeah, it that falls into that. It's action. That sort of film it's you action, can just but it's pop crap. on and just turn off. You can literally go on your phone for half an hour, go back yeah. and watch the film, I mean, and you'll know exactly what's going on. If you on. miss any details, it doesn't matter because every line nope. of dialogue is just exposition, so you don't need to worry. And I fully expect that from Kong versus Godzilla. Um, I am excited for this film. It's been I don't know why I'm excited for this film. I think since the remade the first Godzilla was like 2014 yeah with like Aaron Taylor Johnson and Brian Cranston everyone knew from that point mm. this is where it was going so I mean to squeeze like five six films in in six years they were never going to be good I'll give a little shout out King Kong um Peter Jackson's King Kong oh yeah from 2005 five. is if you haven't watched it in a while or if you haven't so watched good. it all please go and watch that so film. good obviously Peter Jackson known for Lord of the Rings and amazing job we did with Lord of the Rings, probably one of my favourite film series of all time. King Kong is his personal project, his homage yeah. to cinema, and it is honestly, it's just full of heart. It is one of the best films I've ever seen. Um, the CGI is outrageous. Yeah. Um, please go and watch that film. Yeah, I'm excited for it. It's just mm-hmm. going to be two big monsters punching each other in the head. Um, two hours. Yeah. Yep. I love it. Last on the list, uh, James Bond, No Time to Die. Obviously, it was due for release in April, but now, because of coronavirus, it's been pushed back to November. <laughs> really fucking annoying, because it looks so good, and we need something after Spectre. Yeah. But uh, it's been pushed back so to shame, but it looks it looks Daniel really, Craig's last really one. good. His last one, yeah. Despite the fact after Spectre, he said, I'll rather slit my own wrists than play Bond again. Oh, and a month nice. later, he's like, that's oh yeah, nice. well, they offered me millions of pounds, so that's I'm nice going to do it again. Um, Big up Daniel, lives around the corner. Who's directing it? Because Danny Boyle's originally directing oh, it. Is Gary, is the Asian guy? He did, I think he did a TV series with um, starring Jonah Hill and Emma Stone. Ah, not Gary, Carrie. Carrie. Carrie Joji Fukunaga. No, so, uh, I am a massive James Bond fan. Um, my granddad loves James Bond. Sort of grew up watching James Bond with my granddad. Spectre wasn't very good. Nope. Skyfall is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel Craig's so Casino Royale was very good Quantum Solace wasn't very good so, was so on that basis Spectre was bad so the next one should be really good it does look really good um, obviously there's another double O um, yes. in it because I think in um, this film James Bond a lot of kick off about it James Bond isn't James Bond in this film he's like sort of retired or something he's or? still James Bond but I don't think he's 007 anymore yeah he's not an he's been took off and yeah 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 um, which I really like the concept of. Yeah, it's cool. Um, the cast looks really, really strong. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, your boy Rami Malek yep. is the villain. Yep. On the back of being Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Um, Christoph Waltz is still. Christoph Waltz still is still about. around. But um, in, interestingly, which I actually forgot until we were discussing the name of the director for this, Danny Boyle was due yeah, to yeah. direct, and um, they all fell out basically, and he didn't want to do it anymore. And I think that was all over the whole situation about the villain yeah so i think originally in the script it was a russian villain or something i'm not sure that danny boyle wanted um and that was all there's a big disagreement and danny boyle ended up leaving which is a shame because i would have liked to see a danny boyle bond film Mm. um you might come back however this looks really really good it does it looks insane very excited when's that out november now november oh god james bond License to kill. 
history of violence. I could be speaking to my own reflection. Only your skills die with your body. Mine will survive long after I'm gone. History isn't kind to men who play God. So, on the back of last ep, um, yeah, obviously we, the last episode we talked about... 2010. 2010, we decided that my film was Shutter Island yep. and Adams was Inception. Mm -hmm. Two really good films, probably interchangeable for both of us. Yeah, um, so. I'm happy with both of them. So now we move on to 2011. Now, being honest, we looked over this year and it's it is really bad. utter dross. I mean, is don't, don't, we need to just first say the films that we like, we really like. Yes. But it was difficult to find a couple. We had to proper sieve through it. We're going to be talking about not just the good films this year, we're going to be talking about the other films, some which should never have been made. Mm. And just the whole mm. sort of... Um, vibe for the year. I don't really know what was going on, but transition good. It was a transitional year, I think. Yeah, maybe everyone just sort of fell I think off a little bit. Twenty eleven Marvel weren't really what they are today. There wasn't an Avengers film. It was all still building up to it. Yeah. Um yeah, there wasn't really any big franchises really. Nope. Um or the the ones that were from the noughties they were coming to an end. Mm -hmm. Um it was that sort of year really. Okay. So I'm gonna kick things off with um, a film I think we've both got, The Raid. Yes. It's just boss. So, I, I, I can't think when Taken came out, probably before this, mm. and everyone loved Taken, and I don't really understand why. Mm. I mean, it's good. There's like the famous scene, but... Taken's good. You watch a fight scene in Taken, Liam Neeson beats up one fella, and yeah. there's about 27 cuts. Yeah. Because Liam Neeson can't actually fucking beat anyone up because he's no. about 60. No. But you watch a film like <laughs> you watch a film like The Raid, it's it's I'm gonna say it's art, it's choreographed it is. martial arts fighting. It it's it's like jo it's John Wick type fighting. Obviously on this steroids. Is, this is obviously uh a good few years before John Wick, but mm. it's proper fighting. You're talking like the Matrix, that kind it of thing. It's outrageous this film. Um directed by a Welshman, <laughs> surprisingly. Um I can't remember his name, but he obviously, I can't remember his name, but he moved to that part of the world in his teens, I think. Mm -hmm. He grew up in that sort of cinema and that sort of environment, and this is his first film, and what a film it is. It yeah. is a, um, just a brief synopsis. It follows a team of police officers um, obviously going in on a raid into a building full of um, criminals. It doesn't really explain who they are, is it? It's like yeah. drug lords. Um, so they're busting into the building, um, taking it floor by floor, and then it all goes a bit downhill. Mm -hmm. As Adam said, the fight scenes in this, um, there is a specific fight style that it is, and it is, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, Pencak Silat, um, which is the fighting style of Indonesia, mm -hmm. which is where the film's from. Um it's a fantastic film. It really yeah. is. It's so. I think after this film was made, um, the choreographers for the fights they were hired for um, Captain Marvel: Civil War, um, and I think the Winter Soldier as well. 
they were both taken on board and the fighting styles. Oh yeah, it was. I think it was mainly the Winter Soldier. Um, so a lot of the fight scenes in the Winter Soldier were the same people who choreographed in this film. That's why they're so good. And the actors as well. So the actors aren't are all mixed martial artists. There's no real. Um, they don't really have any acting backgrounds, but they are really really good in the film. Um, and I think two of them popped up in Force Awakens. Um, the bit where the, the bit where Hans um on the big ship. Um, and the bounty hunters sort of come after him. Um, quite, I, I couldn't. A uh, couple of that gang are from the raid. I couldn't either verify. They are or deny that because I remember watching. Sure they're from the raid. <laughs> um, but no, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a brutal film it's, and it's so good. Yeah, it's awesome. Second ones are good as well. Yeah, both equally as good. You can watch them back to back. It's like six hours, but it's worth it. Throw one into the mix, then, Jake. What are you saying? Twenty eleven. What are we saying? Twenty eleven. Right, so I've got here, um, Attack the Block. Yes. Attack the Block. So this was um, a little British film, Mm -hmm. um, obviously set on a council estate in the middle of an alien invasion. Yep. What I liked about this film is it was very original. Um, Obviously, there's alien invasion films and all stuff like that, but it was very original and it was very British. Um, to the point where I think if Americans were watching it, they wouldn't have a clue what was going on. No way. Um, the cast was very good. Um, John Boyega is in it pre-Star Wars. He is. Nick Frost is in it. Um, Jodie Whittaker is in it. She is. Um, yeah, it's a really, really good film. Um, on the back of Edgar Wright, I think. I think Edgar Wright produced it, and I think. I think you're right. Um, I think Edgar Wright produced it, and his and his mate. Or a screenwriter directed it in yeah. his like first film. Yeah, we promise we'll um we'll start fact checking more thoroughly, and we won't. Yeah, be, uh, but we're right anyway, so just trust us. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's a really, really good film. Easy to watch. Yeah, it's just it's one fun. of them that you just pop it? on. It's just it is really fun film. Yeah, and um, as a British film as well, it's not your standard. Very funny. There's some great lines. So yeah, good effort all round. Well done, guys. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, moving on to the next one, um, a film produced by someone extremely famous, uh, directed by J.J. Abrams, produced by Steven Spielberg. Big Um Yeah, it's cool. It's another cool film, another science fiction. It's a strong homage to Steve, which is a bit weird that he's give someone a load of money to go and make a homage yeah. film <laughs> about yeah. him. Yeah. Which is very pretentious of you, Mr. Spielberg. Um He's a he's a loud. He's an ass. Um yeah, so JJ directed this one. Um it's a good film. Um is it a great film? Yeah. It's something I'd watch. Mm. Um I, I do think it leans very heavily on Steven Spielberg's sort of films. Um yeah. and there's not much in the way of originality from JJ. Other than his lens flares, oh, that beat me too. absolutely. I was waiting. I was waiting to blind say. you. Obviously, Don't get me wrong; it's a good film. Yeah, yeah, we're not selling it very well, but you know, looking at that year, it's, it's a it's bad. It's a pretty good film, but um, yeah, there's a couple of other films that come up. We won't go into any detail really, but you know, films that are good, but they're not worthy of being the best film of the year. So we got uh, Bridesmaids came out. Obviously, Bridesmaids are a very good film. Yeah, it's really funny. It is very Bridesmaids is. One of those films, I think, that sort of transcends, it breaks through the glass, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking 
dodgeball and mm-hmm. anchorman it's in that sort of category where it transcends cinema and it transcends yep. comedy and it mm-hmm. becomes its own sort of thing so everyone quotes it yeah I, I i really like bridesmaids i think that's probably in one of my top five films from that year um another film that i'd like to mention um just a little shout out would be probably hugo yep so um, um much to my own dismay and very ashamed of myself i haven't actually seen hugo but um, Jake was telling me some some cool stuff before we started recording, so um, he'll quickly go back over it. So, and if you're interested in film, then this is this is really cool. So, Hugo is obviously directed by the great Martin Scorsese. Um, it's very much his sort of his film. So, what I mean by that is, someone gives Steven Spielberg money to make a kids' film, and he'll make E.T., which everyone will love. Everyone will go and watch. Um, not me by the way I'm absolutely terrified of E.T. however <laughs> someone gives money to Martin Scorsese to go and make a kids film Martin Scorsese goes and makes a kids film for 8 year old Martin Scorsese doesn't make it for anyone else makes it for himself and it's that that I love about this film so this film is basically a brief well not a brief history but it is a history of cinema um, it is about George Menelez, who is probably one of the first directors ever. Yeah. Yep. Um, in France, it follows um, his life. He was an inventor. He was a di- film director. He was a theatre director. He was all sorts. Um, and it sort of follows his life um, through the eyes of two kids um, and a like, weird robot. I'm not really selling it that well. It's fantastic. It really is. It's, it's got so much heart. Um, and I think only Martin Scorsese could make a film like this, which is a love letter to cinema. It's amazing. If you are if you are into film, um, hopefully you are because you listen to this, <laughs> then it's up there. You need to watch it. Yeah, I mean, when Jake told me um, some of those things earlier, I was quite surprised. I didn't know that about the film, but uh, it's definitely up there now for me to go back and rewatch. Do you want to do another one? Um, yeah. Well, actually, I saw this. Okay? On the, I saw this on the list. It's a Christmas film, and it's animated. It's called. One. It's called Arthur Christmas. I can't remember the director's name. I've never seen it. I can't remember the director's name. Oh, what's her name? I can't Sell remember. it to me. Right. Okay. So you've got James McAvoy. Mm. You've got Jim Broadbent. Mm. Don't take the piss. You've got <laughs> Hugh Laurie. Okay. You've got. Did I say Bill Nye? No, and Bill no, Nye. You didn't say Bill Nye. No, you have. They all play a family, so you've got Santa played by Jim Broadbent. Amazing. His dad's Bill Nye, Grand Santa. He's too old, so he doesn't do it anymore. <laughs> so it, it's a it's a line of Santas. That's amazing. It's a generation of Santas, right. so they do it until they're too old. Okay. He's got two sons, Steve and Arthur. Steve <laughs> wants to be the next Santa. He's right. played by Hugh Laurie, and he's invented like this really modern technology to deliver Christmas right. 100% efficiently. It's boss. Um, and Arthur is an idiot, played by James McAvoy. Okay. He can't do it, but he loves Christmas. He's got like the full spirit of Christmas, and it's all lovely because it's a Christmas film. And essentially, they do Christmas, and they miss one present. So it's not 100% <laughs> Christmas. And Arthur's like, oh, we need to take the presents and all that. And he ends up going with his granddad, who's about 140, played by Bill Nye. <laughs> 
in the sleigh, which they don't use anymore, with all the reindeer that haven't flown in years, <laughs> and they're trying to get to Cornwall from the Ans- well, from the North Pole, obviously. Um, and it all goes tits up, big time. It's hilarious. Like Bill Nye is. It's the f- one of the funniest performances, honestly. I need to watch this. It's, it's so funny and it's so like warm-hearted as a Christmas film and it's just brilliant. I need to watch this. It's really good. It sounds very good. I don't really know what more I can say than the fact that it's funny because it's hilarious. It's not a kid's film. I wouldn't say it's a kid's film by any means. Jim Broadbent's got one of them voices that yep. is just... <sighs> yeah. he, just, he, he's like, he plays... The, the Santa he plays is so naive to what's happening yeah. around him. Like, he doesn't understand. He's like Wallace from Wallace and Gromit. He's mm. got that sort of voice where it's yeah. just so warm and friendly. Yeah, and idiotic. And idiotic. Nice. I love Jim Broadbent. But yeah, Arthur Christmas. Uh, I watch it every Christmas Eve. I will Eve. watch that. Fantastic. Every Christmas Eve? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's tradition. Um, right, I'm going to go into this one because this is probably going to be my top film. I know what you're going to say. Starring Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. Um Directed by Nicholas Wines and Refin, mm-hmm. um, Carrie, Carrie Mulligan, Carrie Carrie Mulligan, Mulligan yeah. and Brian Cranston mm-hmm. in supporting roles. Oscar Isaac is even in it. It is, of course, Drive. Um, so Drive follows Ryan Gosling's character, who is a stuntman for the movies in LA. Um, and he's also a car mechanic, and he starts moonlighting as a getaway driver one thing leads to another and he finds himself into a bit of trouble this for me is probably going to be my number one film um it is fantastic so the the opening to this film is completely silent yep the first 20 minutes of this film is completely silent it is the most tense 20 minute opening of the film in film or one of the most tense twenty-minute opening in film that I've seen. Um, Bold. Obviously, he's the getaway driver. He's on the job. He's trying to help people get away from the crime. Mm-hmm. It's so tense. It's nail-biting. Um, it's brilliant. Ryan Gosling is superb. Um, he doesn't really speak much throughout the film. He does a lot of acting with his face, with his eyes. Um, Kerry Mulligan is fantastic. Brian Cranston is fantastic. It's just a brilliant, brilliant film. The highlight is the soundtrack. The soundtrack is probably top five soundtracks ever for me. The film, um, I listen to it probably daily, yeah, um, or at least one song from that soundtrack daily. It, it's such a brilliant film. Um, yeah, I remember being really excited to go and watch that film. Um, yeah. Superb. Um, Adam doesn't like it. No, fair enough. It's a it's, you've got a good uh, analysis. Very good reasons why you like it so much. I just don't like it. I'm why? gonna. I just think it's boring. I get that. I mean, like you just said, the opening. I was I was just bored, and I can understand why people like it. I'm gonna watch it again. I'm gonna really try to like it. <laughs> You know, to, you know, to like it because I like it. No, I know, but I I know people really love this film, and I there's kinda, a certain kinda, aesthetic and yeah, stuff to it. I kind of want to like it, but mm. I don't really like Ryan Gosling that much either. <sighs> he just annoys me a bit. I'm not saying he's a bad actor at all. I just don't Ryan particularly like him. But um, yeah, Drive. I've not um, I've not really developed a love for it. Sorry. Fair enough. 
No? Sorry. You're entitled to your own opinion. A film from 2011 that I really like, which is a... It's a bit of a weird one, really. I mean, if you haven't seen it, I'm going to describe it and you're going to think I'm a weirdo. <coughs> but it's, it's a good film. So it's directed by Steve McQueen. Obviously not Steve McQueen from The Great Escape. Uh, Steve McQueen. 13, 12 years a slave, 13 years a yes. slave. Which one is it? 12. 12. 12. That's the guy. So that was a Wasn't sort that of... was bad then. That's a sort of... Uh, well, not breakthrough, but it's his, it was his biggest film when mm. he did it. Um, two years before that... I think it was 2013 anyway. In 2011, he directed a film called Shame, which stars Michael Fassbender. So it's about a man who has a chronic sex addiction, uh, played by Michael Fassbender. It is so raw and horrible, but that's what makes it so sort of interesting. Mm. I'm not saying that him trying to have sex with everything and masturbating 24-7 <laughs> is interesting. <laughs> But it's more the the sort of journey he goes on. Like he's trying, mm. it's, it's an addiction. He's trying to fight this addiction, but he can't. And his performance, I feel like if you if you like Michael Fassbender, or you recognise him in this sort of early role, you wouldn't you wouldn't recognise him. You'd be a bit freaked out by it. Mm. But um, there's a few really graphic scenes in the film, which I mean, if you can get past them and sort of see this character on this this journey of trying to you know, sort out an, an, a, a horrible addiction. Um, it, it's, it's worth the watch, I'd say. Steve McQueen is a very good film director. Mm. I don't think... He only does the odd film. I don't yeah, he doesn't do too many. He, does, he did one last year, I think. Yeah, but I can't Widows. Think. Oh, was um, that him? That was Steve McQueen. Oh, okay. Um, if you haven't seen Widows, it's a good film. Yeah, Widows um, is good. But no, I haven't seen... This film, yeah, I, I mean, I'd I'd recommend Shame if if you can sort of bear with films that are a bit gross and mm. sort of not easy to watch. But if you can deal with that and and you know get yourself invested into the the journey that the character's Absolutely. going on, I'd say it's I'd say it's fully worth it. I've got one more. What's yours? In a year of um, franchises and sequels, is we have franchises. It is, but you're gonna love it. It's the start. Of, no, it's not. Is it? Is it the second one? I can't think. Which one is it? It's Rise of the Planet of the Apes. First one. It's the start of a rebooted franchise, mm. but ultimately the best it will ever be. I, I'm going to put my head on the line a bit, and I'll say that the Planet of the Apes trilogy, the new ones, are probably the best of the last decade, like as a free film saga. Okay, I thought you were going to say something really bad then. No, I think no. I, I think, uh, I think, I I think Rise, Dawn, and War, as a free story arc, as a set of free films, are amazing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'd agree with Rise of Planet of the Apes. I remember going to see that film and mm -hmm. really enjoying it. Um, I think the second one improves on it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I think War is. Amazing. I think I've seen War twice. Yeah. I don't really watch it much because I like to watch it and then be blown away by it again because it yeah. is absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, Dawn is such a such a good film. Um obviously Andy Circus as Caesar. I mean I feel like oh, there will be a day when motion capture won't be needed. Is acknowledged as okay. a 
I mean, because Gollum is fantastic. Yeah, um, I mean... His work as King Kong is fantastic. Yeah, which I didn't actually know until a couple of weeks ago. He commits himself to the role. He is fantastic as Caesar. Yeah. What was nice, though, uh, he got like a special recognition award, mm. didn't he? Was it at the, the BAFTA? The BAFTAs, um, which was nice, because, I mean, you're talking about all this this mocap stuff he's done. Was Lord of the Rings made in 2000? Yeah. You know, that's 20 years ago. Yeah. And he's been and doing it consistently. And if you and look at the, the CGI and mocap in yeah. Lord of the Rings, it still holds up to that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been doing this work. He ca- he carries the Plants of the Apes trilogy, like you know Absolutely. what I mean. He's he's fucking superb. But I think out of all all the films, um, I don't know. I, I, it's not a great year. I think I'm either going to go with Rise or or Shame or The Raid. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Rise would probably be a joint one. Yeah. I think for me and you. I feel like pick and rise, but um, that only rests on the entire trilogy. But I'm going to go with drive. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your face That's that. Fine. Tell your face that. Yeah. Um, I'm actually I'm actually struggling. It wasn't a great year. No, it was a fucking Don't get me wrong. Year. Like I said before, the films we picked, they are good. They are very good. But um, I think this is the worst when, year we've got. To yeah, do. when we compare them to other years. It's fucking. It's pretty dreadful. Like, um, do you know? I'm gonna go with shame because I okay. saw I saw it when it came out. Well, not long after it came out, so I was only like sixteen, seventeen. Bit weird, um, but I've only seen it the once, and it's stuck with me because it was that sort of intense. I get that, and uh, like I said before, a bit gross, but not yeah. in like you know like a sicky, pukey kind of way. Like the wanking man. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> Michael Fassbender, Fassbender wanking for like two hours. Good stuff. Michael Fassbender. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Shame. I don't I don't really know where I stand on these films, but um, <laughs> I'm going with Shame. Um, and I think we need to sort of talk about um, why it's such a bad year. It's such a bad year. And um, I've just got one point to start this conversation off with. Um, we looked at, when we look at the years, we look at the highest grossing films. Mm. And... Um, <laughs> I couldn't actually believe it, but nine out of ten of the highest grossing films from 2011 were either sequels or franchise films. Yeah, and we're talking films like, um, oh, we'd, we'd have to get them back up on Harry Potter. Oh yeah, so Harry Potter. Don't get me wrong, love Harry Potter. That's fine, but our our sort of point is, it's not a great year for film. I mean, top of the head, there was Harry Potter, Fast and Furious, Transformers. Oh, there was Pirates of the Caribbean four. Parts Caribbean, like Cars Two, yeah, those kinds of films. Like, there's no sort of originality, Crap. which I suppose is probably why I went for Shame. Um, and I went for Drive, and yeah, two very original stories. I think Drive is based on a book, but I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to say that to throw any spanners in the works. But do you want to have a scrap? I mean, it's just drive Stop shit, excited, lad. Nah. Um, but then we also saw other films that come out, and you've got stuff like Glee the mu- uh, sorry Glee the movie, <laughs> like what the fuck? Come on! I've heard you've seen that twenty times. Mate, it's got it on Blu-ray. <laughs> and then you've got the In Betweeners movie, and like J- a Justin J- Bieber movie as well somewhere in there. Ah, oh, don't. But obviously, when I when I wrote down the In Betweeners movie, Jake said, "Yeah, but it's funny. Yeah, it is funny. I love the In Betweeners. It's hilarious." But that's just the kind of year it was. They're making films that don't mm. need to be made. It's a it's there was a Hangover Part Two, I think, was in there as yeah. well. That was it's the year of um, what did we say? Like, like financial security. Like, oh, we've made it was just bankable movies. I yeah, think, for them. like remakes, 
um, reboots, sequels, franchise films. I think like Fast Five was in there. Like, it's it's the best one overall. I'd say, <laughs> I'd say it's sort of just a boring, a boring year for it films. Was, it was disappointing. I don't know why I thought going into this twenty eleven was a good year, but it wasn't. Yeah. Um, I mean, I there was a lot of god awful films. Yeah. Um, so it's been it's been pretty. Uh, it, that was a hard one to do. Yeah, it, it was. was difficult. But the worst is done. We've got some absolutely boss ones coming up. Yes. 15, 17. 15, 17, it looks like 14. 14 is pretty good. 14 is a contender. 2012 is next. That was Basically, they're all good. 2011 was shite. Yeah. But the films we picked, we like them. We've got some good ones coming up. Thanks very much, Jake. I'll leave you in the hands of the chairman of the organising committee. And God help you, William McKenzie. Thanks, Phil. Now... Sorry. Thanks for that, Phil. Phil? Oh, it's just because the dance is outside of school time, so I assumed... Well, you assumed wrong, Will. Very wrong. Sorry. Right, then. Um... Say my name properly. Mr Gilbert. Say thank you. Thank you. Say thank you, Mr Gilbert. Thank you, Mr Gilbert. Better.